welcome again to the St. Bernard Files and Darkwing Duck podcast, where the tin suits are hot and Darkwing Duck thinks cats can talk. I'm your host, Mike Russo, and joining me one more time is my friend Stan Lund. Welcome back again, Stan. Thanks for having me back, Mike. Now, I don't know if anybody can tell, I'm a bit more of a subdued mic tonight. I'm getting over a really bad sinus infection, so I'm a little congested. My throat's been bothering me, so I won't be as active or as energetic tonight. Uh, Stan, it's going to be on you to do a lot of this plot recap from this comic. I hope you're up to it. Well, I'll, I'll certainly uh, do the best I can. That's what That's the best anyone can do, according to the Junior Woodchuck Guidebook. Oh, good reference. So, um, yeah, you've been doing fantastic, though. You've been a wonderful guest co-host all these last few weeks. So I'm really happy to have you on one more time. And actually, we have we have at least one more time with you after that. So I shouldn't say one more time. We got a couple yeah. more times at least. Um, but how was your Thanksgiving? We're recording this uh, the week after Thanksgiving for anybody who's curious. Um, how was it, Stan? It was pretty good. I had my traditional Thanksgiving pizza feast, and I watched. You ate. The... You ate. You ate more than I did on Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I also finally got to see the Venom sequel. Good. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I um I did less than you did. I had a again that really bad sinus infection starting Thursday morning. So. I got to watch the parade with my kid and then I hit the bed and I stayed there until Sunday afternoon. So I missed Thanksgiving dinner. I didn't get to decorate, didn't get to do any shopping or leave the house at all. Um, but I watched a lot of Simpsons. That's more than Darkwing. It might surprise you. It's my all time favorite show, animated or otherwise. So I watch a lot of Simpsons. Um, so that got me through the weekend. I'm not still not feeling great, but I'm hanging in there. And um, and now all of a sudden we got Christmas right around the corner. It's gonna hit us before we know it. Yeah. Um, so Stan, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Die Hard. I was going to finish that sentence with "and don't say Die Hard" because I knew you were <laughs> gonna say that. Um, do you have a second favorite Christmas movie? Because we've already discussed that one. Uh, um, my second favorite Christmas movie is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Good one. Okay. Um, that is a good one. We tend to watch that one every year, though. My daughter's getting a little older, so it's kind of hard to put that one on with her in the room now. Um, we used to when she was little, but now it's not as easy. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. I had a feeling you were going to say that. It's a good movie. I think it's the definitive Christmas Carol retelling, honestly. I believe you're right on that. I mean, when you actually have the characters doing the Dickens narration, it's a lot more faithful, but it's still very Muppety and very funny. It works. And a little creepy a little bit, too. Um, so I enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, I, we, me and my daughter actually just sat down tonight. We wrote up an entire uh, Christmas watch list. We do that every year. You write down all the things she wants to watch before Christmas. We have a pretty full list this year. So I tend to watch a lot of Christmas stuff in the next few weeks. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that the Star Wars Holiday Special is not on that list. I wouldn't torture her with that. <laughs> and if and if I did watch it, I'd watch it with Rift Tracks, which she really isn't old enough for anyway. She likes Star Wars, but I'm not going to taint it for her this soon. Yeah, that's for the best. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, we got a few other things on the watch list. We have the classics, Charlie Brown, The Grinch. We have Muppet Family Christmas, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, a few things she likes, like a Trolls holiday special, um, some Frozen stuff. So, yeah, you know, I'm excited. It's nice to – this is my favorite time of year. But, um, all right, so Darkwing Duck, we actually have even more product news. Yes, Something we do. Before between this episode and the last one we recorded, something else got announced. Um, what was it, Stan? So for those who remember the Darkwing Duck Beast Kingdom figure, Beast Kingdom is now coming out with a Nega Duck figure. And Are this you? Nega Duck is has the distinction of being the very first Nega Duck toy with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's just so funny how the Beast Kingdom Darkwing is still not out, but here's the variant. Yeah, I'm not I'm still not sure about these figures. I'm not really sure I like how they look, but much like the Q fig, I think the Negaduck looks better than the Darkwing. Yeah, because uh, he's got different different face. He's got like the Negaduck schmirk. He's got the evil Negaduck eyes. And you're right. He's got a chainsaw. He has a dynamite plunger and he's got 13 different hands. And then one of them is a sculpted bomb. So that's really, that's a lot of stuff. I think, I don't even know if Darkwing comes with that much stuff. I think Darkwing has multiple hands, a couple different gas guns. But the chainsaw, man. Yeah. I I feel like if I only get the ones I like, I'll have more Negaducks than Darkwings (laughs) in my collection. That's a fair assessment. It still look. I just I'm not a big fan of the cloth costume or the funky legs. It's it's very stylized. It's I guess it's something you'd have to get used to. Yeah, but it's not bad. I do like it. I think it's better than the Darkwing. Um, re, what is retail eighty dollars around? I want to say about eighty to eighty five. This is a, an exclusive to a Big Bad Toy Store, right? I. F- think so yeah and this has got a january 2022 release but uh we don't know yeah we're we're still waiting on the q thing so a little bit of news on those Mm -hmm. so for those of us who ordered the negaduck q thing from entertainment earth those have been shipping out yeah i've seen pictures of an unboxed one Yep, a uh, member of ours, uh, Andrew, uh, I want to say his last name is McCoy. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I, Hi, saw he, I saw he got his, and mine's currently on its way to me. I'll, I'll probably do an unboxing video for us once I get it. Yeah, I haven't heard a thing on my end, but Yeah, I'm I know sure. Will hasn't gotten any confirmation on his. Of course, he ordered his from the QFig website. I did too. That 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 absolutely explains it. Like the second it came online, I rushed and did that. Um, but yeah, and uh, I mean, we we have these shipping backups right now. Things are really bad with just this supply chain. You can't. I mean, it's hard to even go into a pharmacy and find what you want. I mean, I'm not gonna get upset that toys keep getting delayed. You know. Yeah. Um, but things are things are bad with the supply chain. We'll get our toys when we get them. You know. It yep. just this thing and the Beast Kingdom are just taking forever. Um, did we happen to mention yet that we're getting a second volume of the Disney Afternoon Collection? I'm not sure that we did. 
we probably should mention that hashtag make Darkwing comics. Yes. I don't even know what the Darkwing comic is this time. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know the cover story is a tailspin. And it's a tailspin and a rescue rangers. And they are right from the old Disney comics issues. It's like a full issue reprint. Yeah. Um, Isn't the tailspin one like treasure of the sky raker? Something like that. Yeah, I, I have these comics already, so whatever stories these are, I have. But I would like to know what other stories are in there. Um, there's definitely a Darkwing. I hope it's something somewhat rare. I hope so. As long as it's not issue number 10 of Disney Afternoon. I feel like I the Disney, think I feel like the Disney Afternoon stories weren't as strong as the Disney comics, Disney Adventures ones. I mean, some of them aren't too bad, but that issue number 10 story is a dud. Which one was that again? The rare issue. No, but what story is that? Oh, the big snooze. Oh, okay. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. I remember having to write the character of the week for that one. <laughs> that one did not sound good at all. I haven't read that one. Uh, sooner or later, I want to get those Marvel ones. Issue 10 has been popping up once in a while for a decent price on eBay. You have to be very, very lucky, though. Um, I just saw um, a, a collection of like four or five of them, including issue 10, went for under $35 last week. Wow. Yeah, so it's possible to get them. So my eyes are open, but it all depends on whether I'm quick on the draw or can I, I can afford it one of these days. I'm not paying over a hundred bucks for it though. I don't blame you on that. So yeah. Um, so volume two should be out next year. Probably. I think around the same time as volume one, blue is on the cover and same thing with the make, make Darkwing comics hashtag. It's the same principle. Buy these. If you want to see more, you're not going to convince Disney to give us more stuff. If you're not going to buy it, like yep. if nobody buys this stuff, we're not going to get more. That's, that's pretty one, much. That's one of the reasons why I keep pre-ordering, you know, all these Darkwing toys, even if I don't quite like the look of them. We should be making make Darkwing toys hashtags and try to convince NECA and Beast Kingdom and QFig to give us like a Quacker Jack or a Megavolt or something. Well, I think I think if we try hard enough, that would that's that's within the realm of possibility, honestly. Well, we got Diamond Select in the game now too, so. Yeah, and like NECA's doing gargoyles. I I would think a Darkwing license wouldn't be too hard to get. I I think we might have to expect they'll get it at some point. What I've seen of the Diamond Select Darkwing actually looks pretty good. So we'll have to um wait and see what happens. Um, but yeah, we've done about 10 minutes of pre-talk. Not bad. Uh, we have to do one more thing before we continue. A um, close personal friend of ours just got engaged this past weekend. Yep. Who was it? You do the honor saying who it was. So it is our good friend and St. Canard alumni, Tiffany Silver Braun. Woo! Congratulations. Tiffany. Congrats, Tiff. You and uh, Greg Aries, I think is yeah. how you say his name. Mm -hmm. Congrats so. to the both of you. Uh, yeah, they're a, they're a cute couple. So good for her, and I wish I wish her lasting happiness, and we'll talk to her very soon. We do intend to get her back on the podcast for the comics, the Boom comics, because she we know she likes them, and Morgana is in them. So we will be talking to Tiffany very soon. 
So in the meantime, we have to dive into this story. Uh, before we dive into Cat in a Hot Tin Suit, there are a couple corrections I need to mention for last week. Right, go right ahead. So the first one being is last week, I erroneously credited Dave Schwartz with doing the storyboards for Just Us, Justice Us. That was actually not one of the episodes he did storyboards for. Were there any other ones that you didn't mention that was? Oh, yeah, there there were plenty of ones I didn't mention that he did do. Just not Justice Ducks. No, he did do uh, the Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain and Going Nowhere Fast, like I said. You know, based on his art style, I'd love to see what his Banana Brain um, storyboards look like. Yeah, other notable ones were Time and Punishment and Jailbird and his, Ghoul of My Dreams. Oh, his, jail, his Jailbird uh, storyboards probably look really cool. I'd love to see how he drew Mega Negaduck. Yeah. I wish there was an easier way to find this stuff online. Well, I know he... Uh, oh, I know Doug Gray has the that blog. I don't know if if you'd be able to track him down, but if you did, I, if he has them, I'm sure he'd, he'd most likely, you know, I think, I think a lot of the stuff is lost to time, the scripts, the storyboards, the layouts. I don't know how, I'm sure a lot of the stuff was saved somewhere, but I don't know how easy it is to find. I'll have to talk to Tim Van Hall. He might know how to get a hold of some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, was there anything else before we continue? Uh, the other correction, and this is something that, we both kind of didn't notice, but it's more something that the comic itself didn't make clear that the cat that retrieves the satchel is actually not fluffy, but it was orange. So what was, do you think we would have thought? <laughs> exactly. It was one of those things where it was meant to be one of his minions retrieving it. Well, there's a coloring that, problem. Yeah. That was actually cleared up in the uh, director's cut. It probably is fixed in the Joe Books version, too. I haven't gone back to look at that still. I really do need to. All right. I also want to apologize for anybody reading my uh, descriptions on uh, on the podcast apps and on YouTube. Uh, the name of the new Ghostbusters movie is Ghostbusters Afterlife, not Ghostbusters Salvation. One of the few times I've totally screwed up an episode description. So, yes, I usually, unless I'm, unless I'm not on the episode, I do write all of those. Um, and that was a big mistake when I noticed I had made that. So I know what these movies are called. So anybody who thinks I don't know what the new Ghostbusters is called, it's well, Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> the way I see it, to make mistakes is to be human. You know, yeah, proof we, that we haven't all been replaced by uh, alien hats. Yes, we all make mistakes. Or brain slugs. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we get started? Uh, basically, part two of the Fluffy Saga, Cat on a Hot Cat in a Hot Tin Suit, which is a play on Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, obviously. Um, That's a really obvious one. Uh, Published in Disney Adventures in October 93, um, a year and like three months after the first installment. So it's been a little while if you were reading this in real time. We got Doug Gray and David Schwartz back. It's the writing and the drawing are about the same. Nothing's really changed. Um, Schwartz is still doing the funky pupils in the eyes and overdrawing a bit but he's it's very cartoony and it works and i wish i could see his storyboards i will say that again because this guy's got some talent um i'm gonna throw some of this plot recap to you to save my throat buddy so why don't we get started 
All right, so we begin at the St. Canard Penitentiary, the section of the prison called the Darkwing Duckwing. Isn't that a little weird to say? It, it is. I had to read it a couple of times, like the Darkwing Duckwing. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. What happens? What's going on? So it turns out that Fluffy has escaped. Uh-oh. And and Jay Ganderhooter is explaining that, you know, that this has happened. I do like when he says Fluffy has escaped. Everybody in the audience goes, not Fluffy. <laughs> like Fluffy's just, Fluffy's the, the worst criminal. Like he's worse than Negaduck. Yeah. That's that's great. But so, um, we cut to Fluffy in his hideout. Yeah. He's not lisping. Nope. The lisp is gone, at least throughout this issue. We'll see, see if it turns up again in the next part or not. Do you think they forgot? I'm not sure if they forgot or if they just got sick and tired of having to write, you know, lisping sentences. Okay. This is a long story and he's in like almost the entire thing. Maybe they felt this is going to be very tough for kids to understand. Yeah. Because uh, the other one, Fluffy wasn't in it all that much. Yeah, that's true. He shows up at the very, very end. Um, there's a really great joke here when he's asking. He's basically talking to a group of cats who obviously don't understand him. And there's one cat who's swatting at a fly. And then when Fluffy like is like, raise your paw, and the cat stops and looks at him like, oh, crud, he, he saw me. And the drawing is so good of this yeah. cat, like this deer in headlights cat. Like, yeah, David Schwartz is a really good draftsman. His drawings are really funny. Well, unfortunately for that cat named Al, Fluffy mistakes his raising of the paw to mean that he has super intelligence and can understand him. This cat's not very smart. I'm talking about Fluffy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so he makes Al his second in command. And of course, he knows he's got a plan because he knows Darkwing is going to come after him again. Yeah, because that's what that's what Darkwing does. OK, so we cut the Darkwing, by the way, and here's something brand new. Yeah. A Darkwing phone. Yep. What would you call it? The duck phone? I called it the Darkwing phone in my notes. And um, what happened to the Flash Quack? <laughs> I don't know. It was Maybe. such a minor thing. I'm not surprised I didn't put it in. But. So Darkwing's pretending he's his own butler, secretary? Named Edgar, and I do not understand this. This is like a facepalm moment. Like he's trying to act more important than he is by pretending he has like an Alfred? Yeah. I'm sorry, that's really stupid. <laughs> Extremely stupid. Like, even for Darkwing, it's stupid. But it probably would have worked in the show. If they had done it on the show, and if Jim had done a funny voice, it probably would have worked. It probably. Maybe. And so we get this whole joke where he's talking to Jay Gander, and it sounds like this big, scary, dramatic thing. Yeah. But it's not. Nope. You know, this big thing that has Darkwing all upset ends up being the Jay Gander Hooters milkman keeps leaving non-fat milk instead of low-fat milk. And, and Launchpad is in such suspense, he actually passes out when Darkwing finally tells him, which yeah. that's a funny joke. 
<laughs> also, Gander then reveals that Fluffy has escaped. And they hop on the rat catcher and they go after Fluffy. So, yep. Out all right. A thunderstorm. A thunderstorm in broad daylight? Yep. Although, nice... the, although the they won't get the heavy stuff for a few pages. Yeah, that's true. So, what's our next scene? Where do we cut to? Oh, we're at the Grocerama now. All right. What's going on at the Gross Grocerama? Grocerama. Yeah, <laughs> Grocerama. So, what's happening at the Grocerama? So, an army of cats has invaded there. And this one guy, for some reason, decides to try and hide on a stack of tuna cans. Not in a stack, on top of a stack. Yep. <laughs> Oh, and then Darkwing and Launchpad arrive, and Darkwing gets attacked by some cats. Trampled by them. Yeah, pretty much. So apparently the, the cats took all the tuna? Uh, yep. And Darkwing's like, why would they take all the tuna? And Launchpad says, because they're hungry. <laughs> As though Darkwing takes this one cat, <laughs> puts it in a chair, and tries to interrogate it. Yeah, and he's he's trying everything he can to get answers out of this cat, bribing the cat with a giant fish. That's one only fat to, cat. <laughs> only to finally realize after what feels like he must have been doing this for a while, finally Darkwing realizes, I can't talk to cats. Yeah, I love it. He goes, of course. It's been right before. It's, the answer's been right before us all this time. This guy can't answer our questions. He's a cat. It's so dumb. Like this is reveling in being dumb. I yeah. I kind of like it, but I think it might be it might be a little too dumb. This story. At times, yeah. All right. So uh, continue. Now we see Fluffy's. Uh, actually, Fluffy's pretty cool in this scene. What's he doing? He's just completed building his robo suit out of the tuna cans. And the most important part is this robot suit has opposable thumbs. Yep. Yep. And he got, so that's what he needs. But he's having a hard time walking in it. He's not used to walking on two feet. Nope. So St. Canard will be safe until he figures out how to walk. All right. So what's our next scene? Well, two days of rain and thunder later, DW and LP are waiting for Fluffy to make his move. Launchpad walks up to Darkwing and <laughs> scares the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah. He calls him a crazy fool. That's, like, why is Darkwing so mean to Launchpad in all of these stories? I have no idea. Like, on the show, once in a while, he'd say something a little mean to him. Yeah. Like, like one of the episodes when he goes, great, now you have one to share, when Launchpad's mentioning something about brains. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, 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 small little, you know, backhanded sarcasm is different from just calling him a fool. Like, he's he's mean in these stories. Uh, fun uh, thing, the episode you just mentioned with that, that's Steerminator. That is Steerminator. Okay. I just I remember the line. I forgot the episode. <laughs> so what happens next, Dan? So the the rain finally lets up. So they head out on the rat catcher to find Fluffy. And they find cats with different signs. Hello, Darkwing Duck, if you want to save the day and you think you're Iron Men. Hey, Iron Men. Yeah. Then come to, then come and put our boss away. He'll meet you at the pen. Yep. Fluffy shave. What is that supposed to mean? I <laughs> have no idea. I don't get the references. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of is there's a thing called Burma shave. Maybe I it was, was 
Maybe uh, Burma Shape. Yeah, I've heard of that. It was referenced in Mystery Science Theater, so I'm aware of it. Um, okay, so what happens next? I see the rat catcher blows up. Well, they arrive at the St. Canard Penitentiary on the rat catcher, but isn't the penitentiary on an island surrounded by water? On the show, it is. And even in the first page of this comic, it is. So how did they drive the rat catcher there? Okay, let's just say this. It's a comic that was published a year after the show ended in a magazine made for five-year-olds. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> I don't think they expected adults in 2021 nitpicking it apart, but that's what we're here for. Yep. <laughs> okay, so the rat catcher does blow up. Yep, and DW still had eight months of payments to make on it. That rat catcher was one day away from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> to steal a Simpsons joke. Everything's a Simpsons joke with me. Um, uh, so I, I think that joke is even older than the Simpsons. Oh, yeah, but the Simpsons use it all the time. Um, so Fluffy shows up and calls him a doodlehead. Yep, doodlehead. Why would you, that's a ridiculous name to call Darkwing. Um, so yeah, Dark, Darkwing attacks him, Fluffy attacks him with his robot suit, um, shooting missiles at him, hits him in the face with a boxing glove, <coughs> excuse me, yep. squirts him with his finger full of water, he's really beating him up. Oh yeah, and Darkwing tells him to fight like a man, which really makes Fluffy happy. Yeah, and for a second, Fluffy thinks Darkwing wants to box, and Darkwing's like, no, it's tetherball, but I can still lick you. Yeah, he was the undisputed regional champion of Tetherball. Yeah. So Darkwing's jumping around with his fists everywhere. But when and he punches L him in the helmet, he hurts his he hurts his fist. Yep, Nelp's on the sidelines cheering, but the cats, you know, start start fighting him. Launchpad doesn't have much to do in some of these stories except stand around and say stupid things. <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, Darkwing gets beaten up once again, thrown right into a dumpster. Yep. And Launchpad falls right on top of We don't see Launchpad get hit. But Darkwing's climbing out of the dumpster, and then Launchpad crashes on top of him. Good, good. I mean, a comic book doesn't have timing, but this this is timed really well. Yeah. And so, that's it for Darkwing Duck. He says he's going to take up farming. Yeah, well, when a, when a small little orange cat beats you half to death, you do decide, you know, your ego is bruised pretty badly. <laughs> So Fluffy takes over St. Canard and makes the people into all the cat's servants. And he's still confiding in Al, even though Al can't talk to him. Yep. But he says he wants to make him smarter, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So meanwhile, we have a little orange cat in a fedora and a big yellow one in a pilot's cap and a scarf walking around. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> nope. That's DWNLP disguises cats. Good cat disguises. I I love that little bit where LP's like, I'm hot, and Darkwing's like, talk like a cat, and he goes, what did you say? I said I'm hot. <laughs> and uh, a bunch of people show up um, and start petting them and tickling them, and what do they do? Stuff Darkwing's costumes full of uh, full of fish? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. But they give up on the costumes. Yep. Darkwing's like, Fluffy, forget it. Dumb idea. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, Fluffy has completed the intelligence serum. Launchpad's like, but it was your idea. 
Yeah, so they tell so what happens? Darkwing and Launchpad show up. Yep. And he's Fluffy's chasing Al around with the serum, trying to get him to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Come back here, you jerk. <laughs> I I, I I feel like Doug Gray had a really bizarre sense of humor. Like, you could it, see it. It works, though. Yeah, well, I think as he's doing more comics, he's getting more comfortable, and it's just getting more deranged. Like, it's... This this, this story, this entire story is completely deranged, I think, at least. I'm, yeah. The more we talk about it, the more I think I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so, um, continue. What's going on here? So, DW tells Launchpad to distract Fluffy so he can grab him. You know... DW confronts him, and then LP does his best Darth Vader impersonation. He looks a bit like Steel Wing Cluck. A little bit, but the line he says is definitely Vader. Fluffy, I am your, I am your father. <laughs> yeah. And so Fluffy gets scared, throws his arms up, and Darkwing pulls off the gloves, which takes away his opposable thumbs. Yep, he still has his rocket pack, though, so and, he uses that to escape or at least tries to yeah kinks out when he's finally in midair yeah but it's not the great uh kitty pen in the sky for him thanks to darkwing oh yeah yep you know darkwing uses his cape to save fluffy from falling to his doom you know this penitentiary that's very the second to last panel it looks a lot like the maximum uh security supervillain prison from uh jailbird that's what I was thinking. In fact, I thought that's what it was. Well, didn't didn't David Schwartz write the storyboard for that episode? Yes, he did. So that was probably what was on his mind. Supervillain prison. Because it looks Most, exactly like it. I think you're right. Oh, uh, look! you know what we just did? We connected the dots. <laughs> we connected the dots. Still um, doesn't explain how they got the rat catcher there, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we end. Darkwing was nice enough to let Fluffy have the gloves so he yep. can play video games while he's locked up. So he did dismantle the super suit. Yeah, but at least he has the gloves. He can at least play video games. Yeah. Give him and, that. And touched by DW's gesture, Fluffy vows to serve out his 15 life sentences, which is 105 in cat years, peacefully. Or so we think. Right. Though that game Fluffy's playing looks an awful lot like Wiffle Boy. I'd hope so. Yeah, I'd hope so. It looks like it's a Nintendo on top of the television, which is which is totally right, because 1993, there were still Nintendos. Super Nintendo would have been, you know, around for a couple of years, but people still had the NES. Yeah. I still did. So that is Cat in a Hot Tin Suit. I don't love it, but I do like how bizarre it is. Once again, we're not going to rate Fluffy because we have one more story with him to go. Yeah. But we will rate the, we'll rate the comic though. Um, Stan, well, how many gas canisters would you give this one? I would give this one a solid three. It's again middle of the road. I think in some ways it feels more like Darkwing than the last one, but in other ways, it's just as weird Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i'm in agreement with you a lot because i'm giving it the same same gas gun rating um three 
I think it's more focused in the last one because that whole supervillain diversion was fun, but it felt like there just wasn't enough story to tell, so they padded it. Um, this feels like with a little bit more extra stuff, it could have worked as an episode of the show. Yeah. I, I miss Goslin in these stories. I really do. After a while, just him and Launchpad gets a little tiring. Like I wish Goslin was in this or like Honker or the Muddlefoots popped up. I wish it was a little bit more true to the show, but it's funny. And it's oh. just, again, it's really deranged. The whole idea of the, the super intelligent cat is it's funny. It it works. Um, so I'm giving it a three. I mean, it, it isn't like a high three, but you know, I'll give it a three. I'll be, I'll be easy on it. I mean, I can say that after reading these two so far, you know, obviously we haven't gotten to the third one yet, but after reading these two, I can see why they'd want to bring fluffy back with the, with the Joe book series. I just, I just want to know what he was up to him and Mortimer. Yeah. Hashtag make Darkwing comics. Yep. We'll see. We'll see if we ever get the answer to that one. Um, and at least I, I think they explained in the Joe books comics that he did take speech therapy and that's why his lisp is gone. Ah, wasn't explained here though. I still think it was not to confuse the kids, but, um, so that's this one. What is our third and final fluffy story? Uh, next week, Stan. It will be Fluffy's Reign of Terror, parts one and two. Uh, I guess it was like one part in the in the in the Disney Adventures, and there was something else in the middle, or did it take up two issues? I'm not entirely sure. Okay, well we have to we'll just wait and see. Yep, the answer oh. to that will be revealed next week. All right, so um, once again we want to we want to congratulate Tiffany Silverbron on her engagement. Uh, she's our shout out tonight. If yep. you haven't guessed. Um, so once again, congratulations, Tiffany. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful engagement and just all wonderful things for you. You deserve it. Congrats, Tiff. Yep. I, I can't wait to see what you guys end up doing because you guys do some cool stuff. I see her and her now fiance do some crazy cool things on Facebook there. They seem like really cool people. And um, so... We are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps and wherever you listen to podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. And, of course, you can watch us on YouTube as well. Um, hopefully the description for this episode won't <laughs> will be totally 100% correct. I will not call a movie the wrong thing next time. Um, <laughs> and you can join. We have... Um, Communities on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. You run two of those, Stan. Thank you very much for all your hard work. And you do a lot for our Facebook community, too. So, um, Stan, anything you want to say to our listeners before we go? Uh, Just keep being awesome. Keep promoting the hashtag MakeDarkwingComics. And uh, maybe we can start a hashtag make Darkwing toys and get ourselves a Quacker Jack. But one thing at a time, right? Yep. <laughs> Anybody want to start doing that? Be my guest because I, <laughs> I want some toys too. Yeah. Come on. I know Will wants a Quacker Jack. He's not going to be upset. <laughs> I will say, though, when I was talking to Will the other day, he did make it known that he'd prefer not to have Beast Kingdom do the first Quacker Jack. No, I'd rather see uh, Diamond Selector NECA do it. 
I, yeah. I don't think Beast Kingdom is going to want to make $80 like Quacker Jack toys. I don't think there's much of a market for that. Prove me wrong, but <laughs> I think we're more likely like Diamond Select doing something like that, or even if we can get NECA to do it, I think that's more likely. Yeah, the the one thing I worry about NECA is their figures are notoriously brittle. Yeah, um, I'm, since I'm a Godzilla fan, they did a Godzilla figures a few years for a few years, and I heard good and bad things about that. Um, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. I mean, the 30th anniversary of Darkwing Duck is wrapping up. Um, we'll see what happens next year. Again, the supply chain issues is probably why we haven't gotten the amount of stuff that we would have otherwise. You know, COVID's still a very real situation, so... Yeah. I'm looking forward to see what the future holds, though. I mean, we got that reboot coming. Yep. So... Let's wait and see. I, I think the future is bright for the terror that flaps in the night. Um, notice there was no entrance line in this comic this time. I didn't notice one when I read it. Well, a few episodes didn't have it, so it's not totally unusual. Yeah. But um, until next week, um, everybody at home, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous, everyone. Good night.